Hey privateers, welcome back for 2020 to navigating a privateer life. I'm Nathan, and it's good to be back. I've uh, had a lot, a lot of stuff happen, but been riding my bike, been living life, and now I have a nice little office set up, ready for me to do this, ready for me to get back into it. And I'm actually super, super pumped. Kind of work some things out that I want to do this year. And hopefully forever will be set up to continue these podcasts in a way that is actually sustainable. That doesn't, you know, crush the normal life of a normal person who has a lot of kids and a lot of responsibilities. So this year we're going to do the privateer tips. I'm going to come in, and once a week, you're definitely going to get uh, whatever I find, whatever I think is important, things I think can help all you privateers out there, you know, get the edge on racing. So, that'll be the weekly thing. And then, I'm going to be doing stories from the track. Now... These are kind of like the Graham Obrey one, where I kind of do a deep dive into some history and some things that happen that I think privateers should learn from or understand, things that'll help you understand cycling. Right now, in, I'm working on Laurent Fignon versus Greg LeMond, the eight seconds, and how much more there is to that eight seconds than just the clips of Laurent Fignon falling down at the end and Greg LeMond winning a yellow jersey. I mean, it goes back. And the parallels between those two are insane. So, with that being said, wait for those. Those aren't going to be on a, on a regular time schedule. When I finish them, I'll release them. They're going to be longer probably going to have YouTube videos attached to them that way we can see how they do on that side as well once again everybody welcome back and we're going to start off this year with some privateer tips Most of us, we don't really think of our mental health that much. And if we look back at Graham Obrey and his problems or, you know, Dave Mira, lots of pro athletes have lots of mental health issues that they just skip by. We can get away from the heavier issues and go on to more of a performance level. Cycling tips released an article with Dr. David Spindler, and he was the team psychologist for Dimension Data. I mean, credentials. Now, he had some good insights to what it takes, what it means, what you need out of 
mental health and, and sports psychology. First thing was he described what pros do. I mean, dealing with Mark Cavendish has got to be enough. But entire teams and world champions, things like that. So there's a big difference between pros and us. And he describes that. I think the big one is to understand that pros need a voice. When they're talking, a team has its own plans. And those plans generally have nothing to do with how a rider feels. So maybe a rider wants to do well in the Tour de France. But at the Giro, maybe an Italian bike brand wants them to do well there. Now the team, principal or the sports director, is going to push for that rider to do well at the Giro because their money depends on it. They're not going to think of the rider's well-being. They're just going to know the plan is to send this rider off and to kick ass at that race that they're being told they need to do well at. They don't have a voice. And riders who are paid to just ride their bike generally will do what they're told because that's where their paycheck comes from. Just like you would do what you're told if you're if you have to if you're an electrician and you have to go hang lights and they get you on some sketchy scaffolding in the middle of a house and make you go hang cans, you're just gonna do it. So it's the same thing with them and what they have to do. Now, they'll do it. And they probably know that they're gonna wreck themselves doing it. But they don't have a voice. It could hurt, like they could be fatigued, they could mentally know that the climb is not good for them, they could hate the area, they know that there's no good food in, in, in a specific area and lots of these factors can weigh in on how they're going to perform. So having a sports psychologist with them is a huge deal to explain to explain to a team director that a rider what a rider feels and because they're professional they can do it they're hire to do it because a lot of writers can't or won't speak up for themselves another big thing is pros are people they have regular problems they have body image problems you know one of the things that dr spindle mentions is you know hair loss like we've seen a lot of writers go through hair loss throughout their racing career, especially if you watch any of the Tour de France. And they got the same thing. I know when I was younger, I was big for a junior expert cross-country racer. You know, a whole whopping 180 pounds. That's big. And I always, always looked at myself like I was fat. You know, you could throw down 40 mile races train 100 mile days climb you know two two three thousand feet a day and still thought i was fat because i didn't have the right body type and 
things that my you know grandparents would say just you know spewing popular image on what we should look like it it affects you you train as such so these guys have all those problems they have wives and girlfriends and they have financial problems and all sorts of stuff and a lot of times we see the glory the race the fight we don't see the problems under the hood and those need to be addressed those are problems that privateers have too now if you look at yourself you can see that a pro will have those problems even though it doesn't, you know, the image doesn't show it. It's not cool to sell, you know, regular people problems. But then, as a privateer, you have those problems, plus work problems, financial problems. And it's a lot of your problems won't be revolving around bike racing. Bike racing is usually your escape. So... You don't have that much time to put into the psychology behind your plateau in your training or the anxiety at the Stargate because this is your hobby. So you focus most of your mental problems are your home life, your kids, your, your work, and you need... To be able to address those racing performance problems as well. Problems like that need to be addressed on your side. The anxiety of going up to a gate at a national, you know, and you're sitting on the line with, you know, eight other people. Two of them you beat either at, you know, state races or, or local races and gate snaps and they beat you everybody beats you you don't know what happened you know the guy that you usually beat on Tuesday nights at your local you know race wins it and you're back in sixth why why would you have anxiety problems in national those are things that you need to be able to talk through Sometimes it's a coach or maybe you have a therapist for other reasons. These are things that can really affect you. You know, your body image. I know juniors are are especially prone to this. They have all those pressures coming from school, all those pressures coming from social status and now you're adding racing on top of that so they already have this body image problem uh, because they're a teenager and then on top of that now there's the stress of not conforming to what other bike racers are supposed to look like now i know not everybody can go get a sports psychologist or a therapist but coaches um, they're important for that so Getting on a team that has a good team manager or a coach or even going on USA Cycling and finding a, a cycling coach is 
a good idea is, is important. Not only can they help you build your training or, you know, set up a plan, but they're also good people to talk to. And make sure that you, you get along with them. That way they can help you talk through these anxieties. Understand that they're there to make you better and not make you feel guilty for not performing. I know in a lot of racing teams, your coach isn't going to do that. A lot of times it's more like a team manager and they're going to want you to produce, you know, Instagram photos. So big thing, just make sure you have someone to talk to. You can work through why you're not snapping out of the gate fast enough. You can work why you feel like training you're feeling great but at the race you're not and you can work through being a normal person and I think juniors and this is especially important for them and it'll do wonders for their development knowing they have someone to talk to one of the key things with psychology and cycling is inherently cycling is pushing through pain you're on a tough climb you see that it's gonna kick up harder it's gonna kick up steeper it's gonna get more technical going up you're pacing a guy who you feel you can barely hang on to is he gonna break are you gonna break you don't know but a steeper section of the climb is coming. Now, you push through it. Your pain's already maxed out, and it kicks up steeper. And you keep the same rhythm. You keep the same tempo. And so does guy in front of you. And you're just hoping that he breaks so you could slow down. It's that bad. You're 40 miles into a race, and the race is 45. And you're... You're bonked. You can barely push the pedals. And yet you just keep on cruising. You keep on turning that pedal over. You're in the smallest, easiest gear on flat ground. But you just push through. Keep on pedaling. Knowing that your body is going to just give out when you're done. You're forcing it to. The pain is something that we live with when we ride, race, train. It's something that we are wired to overcome no matter what and that takes its toll on your mind how many times have you been climbing and were in pain and you find some random thing to to focus your your mind on to to think about just to just to escape just to escape the pain of riding like and how many times have you been out there where you can't do that anymore. You're mentally exhausted. It's done. Your brain is now too tired to take itself away from the moment, from the pain, from the climb. That's a crazy thing to think about, but that takes a huge toll over time. And you need someone or, or, or something to, to help you through that like it is just going to wear you down and that's why there's a lot of burnout it's not that all of a sudden you hate riding bikes it's not that you just 
hate the sport. It's you mentally just can't keep up with the the pressures or the pain. It's easy to sit on the couch. Easy to sit on the couch or play a video game and not deal with that kind of, of torture that you put yourself through. And you can imagine some of the kids or people who have other people pushing them to do it in a sport that they don't want to do, making them go through that kind of pain when they don't want to do it. You see it in football and basketball and all the sports, but cycling, it's hours of it. It's what cycling is. That's why when a lot of guys get older, you know, I'm talking when they go from, hey, I'm 17 and now I'm 22 and I've learned how to drink beer. I'm going to be a downhill racer. It's because it's easier. Not the fact that the skill level or the fitness comes, but the high level, of course, the downhill racers are going to be fit and they're going to put themselves through that pain. But just as a rider, riding a chairlift to the top or getting shuttled and just cruising down, it's easy. It's nice. So, you know, that's how it is. Anyway, psychology, knowing your mind is important in bike racing. Knowing how to talk through things, how to get past those little things that irk you how to maneuver through the social aspects of of being a part of racing being able to say crush a friend i got my cousin who races for the mongoose team and when i was staying with them they were racing at santa clara and he has his group of friends and his group of friends he races against and just a local Tuesday night race against his friends and he kind of holds back he holds back and you know the kid beats him in a race and you could see it that he's not really trying so hard in this particular race and he races the kid every week understanding why Understanding he doesn't want to hurt his feelings. Understanding that he needs a, a rival. Someone to push him. Someone to, to get under his skin. That he doesn't like. He doesn't want to win. Would be huge. So, it's little things like that. That really, you really need someone to talk you through it. Not just once. Talking about it once is just mentioning it. and It could feel like you're attacked or being attacked by getting criticism. So it needs to be a dialogue more than once. It needs to, something that needs to be worked through. And I guarantee that if you do this, you find a coach or a, a sports psychologist to work through things. You're going to be able to get over those mental blocks that could be holding you back at specific races. I think it's just going to help you as a racer. It's going to help you develop as a privateer. It's going to help you be a better bike rider. Thanks, everybody, for listening. 
Welcome to 2020, and let's start this year off good. We're all going to start off, and we're all going to have good seasons. We're going to start strong, and let's crush it. All right, have fun out there.